Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. On to the Pac-12 head coaches. Uh, Be sure to subscribe because we've got the SEC head coach rankings coming up next on our channel. But uh, let's start at the the bottom of the Pac-12 here, Trey. Yeah, Kenny Dillingham of Arizona State. As an assistant, he's been pretty good. Um, it's just it's just that we don't know what he can be as the head man in charge of the whole program, you know, recruiting, hiring a staff, um, plus having to navigate any potential penalties Arizona State could have or or conference changes that if they come about in the near future. Uh, but I do like his pedigree. Uh, he's learned under Mike Norvell when he was the offensive coordinator at Memphis. He was the OC under Gus Malzahn at Auburn, helped Bo Nix win the SEC Freshman of the Year. And then, obviously, his one-year stint at, as Oregon's offensive coordinator was great. He paired back up with Nix, uh, had him playing incredibly well near Heisman level. Uh, now I'm just really curious to find out what he's like as the head guy. I'm a little worried because he's younger than Michael. So, Uh-oh. That's he's a young pup. Yep. Yeah. But he's uh, no, he's doing good and uh, yep. he's overturning the roster. He's not quite as a much lot. as uh, another person we'll get to on the list, <laughs> but... All right, number 11 is Troy Taylor of Stanford. Uh, another first-year head coach here, but this is not his his first ever year as a head coach. He he's comes from Sacramento State at the FCS level where he did extremely well, took over a program that was bad, and in three years went to three uh, FCS playoffs, won the conference three times, just did about as well as you could possibly do. So that's why he's... Uh, you know, head of, of, of Dillingham. He does have that sort of head coaching experience. Uh, Trey was was more bold here. He had him ninth on his list, which I appreciate. Like that, it's even though he's yeah. never been a head coach at the FBS level, what he did at Sac State was amazing. And just what he's done as an offensive coordinator everywhere he's been has been great. And, and even going back to uh, he was a very successful high school head coach as well. Yep. I respect that. All right, let's move on to number 10, uh, just across town. We have uh, Justin Wilcox at Cal. Um, Justin Wilcox and I do share the same birthday, so I'll, I'll wow. give him credit for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little older than me, but um, otherwise, it's not looking good for him, though, in Berkeley. Uh, <laughs> other than sharing the same birthday. Other than sharing my birthday. Well, at least he's got that <laughs> yeah. going for him, though. It's, you know, yeah. something, to, something to brag about. Uh, he's been there six years, uh, still hasn't had a winning record in Pac-12 play. Um, he's 17-32 and 32 overall um, in conference. Recruiting isn't going well. Um, you know, And they're going to be counting on quite a bit of transfers this year to help them. Um, not the strongest of transfers, that is. So I got my doubts. Kind of a tough schedule for them. They have five Pac-12 road games. Auburn in the non-conference at North Texas is going to be a tricky one for them. So... I don't know. It's it's not, you know, he hasn't had like a good year in six years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. I think they're going to be like sneaky, potentially okay this year. They could be but okay. Yeah, maybe not, but maybe not breaking through though. I, I mean, I don't know if they're going to make a bowl game. Yeah. I'll be on the fence, but uh, probably not. Moving on t- to, to number nine, Jake Dickert of Washington State. And most Washington State coaches are, are tough to judge. It's a very difficult place to win. He went seven and six in his first full year. You know, okay, not not bad. Um, I really liked his idea of bringing in Eric Morris as the offensive coordinator um, and his incarnate word quarterback Cam Ward last year, but it just didn't quite pan out. I think as they all thought in, in year one, um, 
now that Morris is gone, he's going to have to try and kind of hit a home run to with an with the offense in order for him really overall to have success. I think Ward can improve in his second season there, especially if he obviously meshes well with the new offensive coordinator. But Dickert faces some headwind because he's had some losses in the transfer portal and recruiting is is last in the big in the Pac-12. Okay, number eight is Jed Fish at Arizona. Uh, took over a horrible situation from Kevin Sumlin. Kevin Sumlin was, was coming off of a, a winless 2020, I think it was. So you, of course, had to give Jed Fish a year zero, and, and he took full advantage. They went 1-11, uh, kind of as you would expect. But in year two last season, they went 5-7, and seven, big jump forward. Uh, offense was good, and really that's all you could ask for. And he's, he's been recruiting well, so I think he's he's done a great job he's done you know about all you can reasonably expect and will continue to climb if 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 arizona continues to get better yeah now here's the step like can you take that next next step like you took one step like with triano but the next step might be the hardest like actually being a good team they they still weren't very they still weren't like quote unquote good so but they were certainly fun to watch that's for sure yeah um all right number seven oh boy prime time Mm -hmm. Deion Sanders at Colorado. Yeah, wow. Uh, just transfer insanity. Um, over 40 <laughs> players have transferred out. Um, you know, so, and of, of the 83 scholarship players players from last year. I was just going to say, I think it's 50 now, too. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah it might be fi- right. Yeah. 51, I think, last I saw. It, and counting, of, yeah. Or at yeah, least exactly the ones that were, so. yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's true. So I guess the latest count was of the 83 scholarship players from last year, I think 70 have moved on. I think they only have 13 scholarship players returning from last yeah. year. So that's wow. Um, you know, I know he's bringing in a lot of guys, uh, but he's not bringing in, you know, 70, <laughs> like he's not bringing in that many guys to replace. He's bringing a lot, but so there's, there's going to be major holes on this roster and there's going to be a lot of depth concerns for this team. I mean, the future's of course, bright uh, with, with him and it's very, very interesting to follow. And they're, they're, they do have some quality recruits coming, um, but just don't expect them to be good this year. It's it's going to take a little while. So uh, be ready for a rough year one. Be fascinating to see it play, play out. All right, number six, we got Dan Lanning of Oregon. And coming into last year, you, you didn't know about Lanning just because you know he was Georgia's defensive coordinator, but we all know it was mostly Kirby Smart's defense there. But man, his stock has really risen after one year at Oregon. A ten-win season with two narrow losses, uh, but now he's he's going to have to just validate his successful year one. Um, he's proving so far to be a very good recruiter. Landed a top ten class this past cycle. Um, I like his aggressive nature uh, when it comes to the decision making on the field. Fourth downs ended up biting him a little bit this year, but you know so it goes. Big if, but if the Ducks end up staying in the Pac-12, you, you'd think he's going to be near or at the top of these, these rankings once SC and UCLA leave in the future. Yeah, for sure. I could see that happening. Uh, number five, we have speaking of UCLA chip Kelly, and he's kind of a tough one to rank his, his first three years at at UCLA were bad. So I don't want to just like forget about those. They happened and it, it shouldn't have necessarily taken that long to, to get UCLA going. And, and also, he he wasn't recruiting well, like the high school talent, because they, they weren't bringing in big transfer classes at first. And the, it almost seemed like he wasn't even trying at the high school. Yeah. Like yeah. He just didn't care to recruit really good classes. Um, 
and and that might have been the case but then now the the with the transfer portal uh and just the more availability of of immediate transfers that's been really good for him you only got to recruit them for a couple weeks and bring them on board i think that works out well for him and uh and the last two seasons have have gone well but also not amazingly well uh yeah. it's gone what eight and four nine and four so kind of could have been a little better if look, yeah if you look at the metrics borderline top 30 borderline top 25 in, in those two seasons so um that's why you know he's not that's why he's fifth and and not in the the top oh you know i like the direction they're headed but i still need to see more to to raise them a couple slots yeah yeah i'm with you there all right, moving on. Did get Dante uh, Moore. We're talking about high school recruiting. It's still high school fair. recruiting is not going well overall, but yeah, but bring See, in Dante. Hopefully, Moore he pans out for him. Yep, or not for you, Michael. It's uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm a USC right. fan, but yeah, I'll live. Uh, all right, number four, Jonathan Smith from Oregon State. Uh, he's been steadily building that program, and I mean, he's done an, an amazing job. He took over an absolute train wreck left by Gary Anderson. Gary Anderson just. Hey, that was <laughs> ten years, um, and he's turned them into a very competitive team um, at this point. And then in a second, in just a second season, he did that. Like they were pretty decent that second year he was there. So now he just finished year five. In the last two years, they went seven and six, and then last year ten and three, a ten win season for them. Just just awesome. Um, so you know, uh, you're never going to recruit top ten talent there or anything like that. But he's he's been you know this past cycle he's recruiting well enough to to field bowl teams, you know, so long as he kind of coaches them up and he's kind of keep kept pace, you know, behind the top dogs, of course, but he's not getting outclassed by, you know, the Arizona States of the world or the Arizonas. He's, he's keeping up with the, those, those gut teams. So he's been doing awesome. Uh, no matter who's the quarterback, no matter who's the running back, he just, he's been doing great. Yep. Number three, we've got Kalen DeBoer at Washington. You know, if you've listened to us or watched us before, you know that us three have always been very high on on DeBoer. His days as an offensive coordinator were very impressive at Fresno State and Indiana. Then as a head coach, um, he did great with Jake Hayner back at Fresno. And then this past year, of course, was incredible. Uh, there's an incredible turnaround at Washington. He inherited the mess that Jimmy Lake left, uh, took the Huskies from 4-8 and eight to 11-2, and two, finished in the top 10, had one of the most prolific offenses in the country. And, you know, I didn't even mention his NAIA run. He went 67 and three, you know, 10 plus years ago. Uh, so going into 2023, Washington is, Washington is one of the favorites in the, in the PAC 12. You got Michael Penix returning. So there's just, there's a lot to like about DeBoer. Yeah. That was just a, a good solid hire by Washington. Like yep. They didn't win the headlines, you know, like there was what he was, Last year was his first year, so it was the, yep, the same yep. as uh, Lincoln Riley, Riley, Brian Kelly, all those big dominoes yeah. moving, and they took Fresno's coach, but it was just a really solid hire. So, what he did with that Powerful. offense was incredible. I mean, yeah, well, they were that was one of the worst offenses in college football, and he made them arguably the best. It's crazy without John Ross, right? They don't have John. Uh, Ross. Oh wow! I, I, How could he do they, that? They have some some other John Rosses kind of nowadays, man. Those two. <laughs> they got a couple of good receivers. <laughs> Finally. All right. Yeah. Number two on the list, obvious one, is Kyle Whittingham at Utah. Of course, a long time ago now, took over a, a great thing from Urban Meyer. It's crazy to think that that's who, he, who preceded him was, was yeah. Urban Meyer. Yeah. 
but uh but he's been there 18 years so he's proved a ton on his own um with very few very little downtime like he took over from urban meyer and they had a little bit of a lull compared to, to what he inherited but then they were great for for a few years and then moved up to the pac 12 had a couple years where they weren't so good but since then it's been they've been ranked six times or they've finished ranked six times in the past nine seasons which is amazing at utah he's been to two straight rose bowls so he's coming off of like two of his best seasons uh yeah. they just obviously have a great culture they develop well they're tough good in the trenches they just have yeah good identity and you gotta think that's that's thanks to whittingham it would be interesting to see him elsewhere right like when you only see a coach yeah, in yeah. one place sometimes it's it's hard to to fully judge you want to see him in different situations but he's he's done all he can at utah utah is one of the top teams like if i had to choose one program to just like be my adoptive team that i would cheer for utah would be maybe the top like they just seem like a fun program to cheer for like the blue collar the toughness and utah i love utah just in general it's a great place but you know (laughs) got a a good they're fun to cheer for base yeah 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 all right right. uh oh yeah number number one here we got uh lincoln riley of course from usc 66 and 13 overall as a coach three heisman winners in his six seasons um and and a second place finish um so in those six years his worst finish in the rankings is 12th um which was this past year at usc where he took a four and eight team and led him to 11 wins and almost a spot in the playoff um and this year he's got caleb williams coming back so should be another great season for him um schedule uh this year is have you looked at it, Mike? It's kind of it's very back heavy. The first yeah, six games yeah, are yeah. very pretty easy. Should be double digit favorites probably in all the first six, you know, unless some interesting things change. But you know, a strong possibility to go six and no. And then they got Notre Dame at Notre Dame in that that seventh game. So, anywho, they're just they've been awesome. And Lincoln Riley is one of the best. Yeah, and but what about his defense, Ryan? It was better. Well, at yeah. OE. <laughs> It was hard. What do you mean better? Well, I mean, compared to USC the prior year, they were. Oh, well, yeah, that was hard not to do. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully they can make another little jump. They don't need to be great. Like, that's the thing. Like, so what? His defense is average or below average. Like, his offense is so elite. Transfer from Georgia this week or last week. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're going to try to address it, obviously. Uh, Just slightly better. if If his defenses were better, then he'd be freaking Nick Saban, right? Yeah, <laughs> if, like yeah, if, he exactly. had, if he yeah. had these otherworldly offenses with good defenses, then yeah. But uh, yeah, but you know, he's not perfect. All right, let's show the overall list here on YouTube. Uh, be sure if you're listening, it would help us out if you subscribe to the channel and uh, and and gave the videos a thumbs up if you're if you're on your computer. But uh, Trey, what do you think? What do you think about this list? I don't know about you guys, but I think compared to the other conferences, this might have been the easiest to rank. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's as many coaches where that they could be pegged into a wide array of spots. Sure, you could move a couple of these, like one or two, but I don't think there was anybody like egregiously off. Um, maybe I yeah. think if you're if you're thinking in terms of maybe potential upside, that's the kind of the way you look at it. Then sure, maybe you have Dillingham or Dion. Higher, but there's also some boomer bust there um, to consider, uh, or maybe you also think that Lanning is going to continue to rise. Um, but currently, there just there isn't anyone that's going to knock Riley and Whittingham off the top of the pedestal. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree point. with you there. 
I, I like I like the list here. I think yeah, Dion is the boomer bust. It's like yeah, it, it does kind. Of, I mean, maybe I get maybe he could finish in the middle, but it does seem like a higher probability that he could vault into the top three or, or fall into the bottom three. You know, in the next couple of years, and we'll see what happens. I still remain kind of bullish on his tenure, but uh, but yeah, the insane amount of turnover has me a little bit concerned. But but I guess we knew year one was going to be pretty bad anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, what, what, what do you think, Ryan? No, I just compared to other conferences, like, uh, remember how hard the big 12 was that, that was, was just, re- it was impossible. It was so incredibly hard. I don't know. This one, it, you know, yours just wasn't that difficult to come up with. I mean, it, it depends on how, where you value, do you value, you know, the potential or do you value just what you, what you've done for me lately? So it's always a, it's always kind of risky, and some coaches, the coaches that haven't been head head coaches before, it's always so hard to to rank. Mm-hmm. I mean, that one is just it's just such a wild guess. You really have no idea. Like Kenny Dillingham could, I mean, he could just kill it at, at Arizona State. You just you don't know. So it's yeah. hard to put him at twelve. Um, you know, so it's that one's just kind of like a. We should have a separate section for just like TBD. We'll we'll come back to them later, but yeah, yeah, it's tough because I think I think after eight, Jed Fish like. You can't have any of those new guys ahead of Jed Fish. Like Jed Fish has been there, and yeah, is, you can see progress, right? It's it's happening. So that's kind of like, a ceiling for the Troy yeah. Taylor, Kenny Dillingham types. Yeah, exactly. You know, if if people, I don't know. I honestly look look at my coaches list. I'm going to take a look at my list again here, but I kind of felt like Justin Wilcox should be like maybe the bottom. <laughs> you had him, yeah. You you had him last. I remember. Okay, um, good. Brian. I was like. That's what I, all right, I thought so. I just wanted to double check here. But yeah, I mean, he's just like, it's over. Like, it feels like. like <laughs> wow. Like, he's calling I have no, I have no faith it's going to work out there. Like Troy Taylor and Kenny Dillingham, I have, I have much more faith in them that it actually could work out. Wilcox is just, to me, he's proven over six years. It's not going to just randomly get good. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends what you mean by work out. I, he could, he could go five and seven to seven and five there for several years, maybe. I could see that happening. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. But. Um, one thing that so Dan Landing, I, I did want to just bring up quickly. We had him at at six. Uh, he's interesting to me because I, I think he could go either way. Like I am, if I was an Oregon fan, I would be excited about him. But at the same time, it was just one year, and um, it'll be interesting to see how much Kenny Dillingham's impact on mm-hmm. the offense was what caused that success in year one because i mean the offense was what was successful about the first year like the defense wasn't very good so does him leaving you know is that is that going to be a big deal we'll see i guess that's why with first year coaches you always got to be a little cautious or second year so anyway uh thank you for watching this episode of the college football bros uh like i said be sure to like the video subscribe And we will see you next time. Uh, Our next head coach rankings will be the SEC.